0: Welcome to Gritty Leaders Club, episode 30, and I'm here with Hannah Cox. Hannah, hello. Hello. Hannah, thanks for joining us. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. You and I have been working together as I turned my coaching practice into a B Corporation, and it was staring at me in the face. You should be on the podcast. So welcome aboard.
1: Thank you very much. I like the way that I've muscled myself into the podcast. I'm very excited to be here.
0: I know we almost didn't notice it happening, hey, you've got the most incredible story. The last five years, each year actually is a story in its own right, we could, we could have you on five times, but 2017 is a really interesting year. You backpack through 18 countries. This was kind of a quest to discover what makes people happy and that's just fascinating so tell us a bit about that
1: my dad died in 2011 and i think for years i was trying to figure out what my purpose was in regards to like what i was doing with my career and my life i guess and he used to run these free free meetups in manchester and we used to run this kind of regular one called adventure planning because i love to travel and you know chatting about travel we also put on documentaries and things and One of the documentaries we would watched was one called Happy, which is really recommended, and it follows different people around the world. It's all about what makes people happy and the science behind it, and I found it really interesting. Started to do a bit of research into it, found out that Copenhagen had been named the happiest place in the world, and also that Bhutan measures everything by gross national happiness. And I was talking about it on one of these adventure planning workshops, and I was like, well, wouldn't it be so cool if you just kind of traveled between the two? And someone said why don't you do it and i thought yeah why don't Uh i do it (laughs) So, so it kind of just snowballed i actually met my partner just before i went and kind of made him come with me and i think if he hadn't come along i don't you know he organized a lot of it to be honest but yeah we traveled we actually started in the uk and we traveled overland all the way to bhutan we went through eastern europe through asia managed to get the train all the way to vietnam Fortunately, there's no trains in Cambodia. And then travelled across and up through India to Bhutan. And it was uh, amazing.
0: Of all the places you travelled through 18 countries, in your view, which is the happiest?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. I wouldn't say there was a particular place that I found extremely happy. But I would say and I think this was probably the nature of the type of travelling we were doing as well. You know, we were able to hang out a lot and meet local people and kind of stay a bit longer in cities than perhaps the normal tourist would. And it was really the people that I met that were doing a job that they really felt strongly about that were the happiest or people who uh, had happy family lives. It was all about their, their kind of close relationships and how they were spending their day to their life, their time. So it was almost like there were several individuals that I met on that trip that I would say, yeah, wow, that's a really happy person but I wouldn't say there was a particular kind of town or city that I would say would be the happiest place to live.
0: Okay, so happiness is not a place, it's not a destination. Well, you you started with looking for your purpose. And so what, happiness is those that find their purpose in their everyday life, they figure that bit out?
1: Yes, and I think people that feel that what they're doing is making a difference. So it was people that you could Uh tell that they loved what they did and they felt that what they did was important and made a difference in a positive way to other people. When I came back to the UK, I was like, that's the feeling that I need to keep from this trip is when I met these people that had this great energy because of the positive stuff they were doing, I, I want to have that energy in the work that I do as well.
0: I love that. So it's about making it count, making our days count. And in our work, being connected to that that sort of sense of purpose, sense of contribution. Exactly. Whether it's the people around us or, or our customers or some positive outcome of our enterprise.
1: Yeah, definitely. And having pride in the work that you do because you know the work that you do is good and useful.
0: So you came back and as you've just said, you wanted to take this into what you did next And what you did next is what you're doing now. So Better Not Stop is your business. Yes. So tell us a bit about Better Not Stop.
1: So Better Not Stop has been a name that has been rattling around in my life uh, for the last 10 years. So one of the last things my dad said to me was, you know, don't ever settle. Don't stop finding the thing that you love. So it was almost like I'm constantly trying to reach for this thing far away. And it's been a blog, and I was doing these talks and workshops. It was definitely a sort of a hobby, not even a side hustle. I think it cost me more money to do <laughs> stuff than, than, it did, than, than I ever made from it. And then when I came back, I was like, there's, there's some way I can use this because it's such a such an action sort of name for a business. I was like, there's something I can I do said, with It's
0: it. a great name, brilliant business name.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I'm so glad that I've managed to find what it is, if that makes sense. So we're a sustainable impact agency. So the main thing we do is help businesses with B Corp certification. I'm a qualified B leader. We also help any business, any industry, any sector, regardless of where they are on their sustainability journey, on creating strategies and frameworks and policies that help them have a more positive impact on the world around them, their staff, their community, and in ways which are very tangible so that they can share those results with their clients, their customers and their employees.
0: This is one of the things I'd like us to, to talk about, because we've never spoken about B-corporations. So let, let's start there for our listeners. No. Not everyone's heard of B Corporations yet. Still surprises me, but not everyone has.
1: Well, yeah. And I think because I talk about them pretty much all day, every day, then uh-huh. whenever I meet somebody that's not heard of them, I thought, oh, yeah, I forgot that not everyone is obsessed about this in the same way I am. But <laughs> when I started my business, I knew I wanted to put it on the right foundations. You know, I was quite good at maths. So I knew how to do a cash flow and I knew how to do a sales forecast. And I had an idea about marketing and sales. But there was this kind of foundational level I wanted to put into the business to make sure that I was what I was doing was really good work. So I looked at businesses I admired and leaders that I admired. And um, there's a brilliant, brilliant book called Let My People Go Surfing by one of Patagonia's founders. It really talks about the ethos and the purpose of their business. And he was one of the people talking about B Corps, Patagonia is a B Corp. Then I started to see these other brands, that I loved and admired also were B Corps. I thought, right, well, maybe I want to be one too, but I kind of went into it like, (laughs) I want to be one, but I didn't actually know how to be one or what it would entail to become one. And actually it turns out it's a lot harder to be one, but by virtue of it being difficult, there's so much satisfaction in making your business become a B Corp because you know, it's just such a good thing to do. Essentially, there's around 4,000 B Corps in the world, around 400 or 500 in the UK. To put it into context how that movement's growing, there were 4,000 applications in the UK last year. So businesses are starting to kind of get the vibe. Now, so that's kind of the size, scale of of the movement. But what it actually means, what a B Corp is, is it's a certification, a business, any for-profit organization. So it crosses industries and sectors, any for-profit company can take the BIA, the the B Impact Assessment, to see what their social and environmental impact is as a business. And there's a certain score they have to get as an organisation to qualify as a B Corp. They also have to be legally accountable for what they're saying they're doing and what they plan to do as a business, which in the UK means there's a legal change to, to your business saying that you move from having shareholder value to stakeholder value, and really working in the interest of your stakeholders, not just your shareholders. So on one sense, it's helping businesses with their social environmental impact. And then the kind of extra bit is also holding them legally accountable for what they're saying they're going to do as an organisation.
0: Yeah, and you know, this, this got my attention. When I first noticed B Corps, of course, I noticed Patagonia, awesome business I love Patagonia I noticed Ben and Jerry's awesome product very popular here with the kids me too <laughs> I noticed Danon North America and I thought hang on that's slightly different that that's a big business that I perceive as a as a corporate and less as a a purposeful business so that got my attention I think I looked up B Corp and I thought hang on this is just for profit motive businesses this is not for social enterprises. This is not for uh, non-profit businesses. These are all profit motive businesses. I hadn't, I hadn't expected that. And reading around a bit, I saw things like Robert Stiller, he won the Nobel Prize in Economics 2013, saying he thinks B Corps will make more profits than other types of companies.
1: Well, yeah. And it's been proven there's data to back that which is what I love because I, you know as much as I love a kind of like blue sky thinking I like the tangible data-driven results you know where's the return for my time for my resources and in getting involved and I think the uh, Office of National Statistics in the UK in 2018 looked at all the certified B Corp brands versus all the other brands in the UK and the certified B Corps, it's all grown 20 times faster than the non-certified B Corp's There's lots of data. If you go to the Patagonia website, definitely recommend this to your listeners. They've got three really great guides on there, one for investors, one for businesses, and I think just like one overall one about B Corps. And they talk about the data behind your employees being more productive and therefore more open to problem solving within company time. You're more resilient as an organization. So it's not just a nice thing to do. This is actually going to make your business more sustainable, more stable, more resilient and more profitable. So why would you not do it?
0: Back up a minute. Did you just say that B Corps are growing at 20 times the rate of equivalent non-B Corp companies? That
1: was the data from the Office of National Statistics in the UK.
0: That's incredible, isn't it? That just, just blows my mind. So... I looked at B Corps and found it was about good business growing quickly, making more profits, more engagement, more long-lived. And yes, the context is is sustainability and doing a lot for the the place and the people that are involved in our organization, but it had this making more profits elements as well. So so I was kind of really curious. And you said something else a bit earlier. It's difficult.
1: It's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> It's difficult. It's not easy. You know, it's not easy. It's not that it's not easy to do the right thing. But I mean, I think, especially when it comes to business, we have to remember that thousands of years, the core job of a business is to make money. Like that's what it needs to do. It needs to make a profit for the people that own it. You know, so B Corps is just as important as making a financial return on your business is your business having a positive impact on society and the environment it's really changing that the way in which business should be looked at and that mindset of how you should run a business and the responsibility of a business is not just to make money the reality is a business's responsibility is to create a better world for you me and every other human on the planet and if it's not doing that then why are we allowing it to exist
0: We all know that we should be sustainable. We should be contributing to our communities. We've got to take care of our people and this planet that we're standing here on, it's going to keep spinning. But whether it continues to support us, that's up to us. We all know this, and we all know that the Generation Z and others want to work for businesses and buy from businesses that care about this and get it right. But those employees, those customers, they're not accepting our credentials at face value anymore. We've got to go deeper. People are almost cynical, aren't they? You know, It's it's all greenwash. But B Corp cuts through that.
1: It totally cuts through that because it, it creates this sort of level playing field. And I wouldn't say it's the perfect certification. I'm saying in what we have as a, as a certification that is for any for-profit company and spans all industries and all sectors and has all the data behind it. It's a fantastic tool and certification for businesses to get. But it is difficult to get because it makes that leadership team or that business owner question why they're doing business the way in which they're doing it and why they're not doing it a different way and if they could be doing it another way. And those are really big questions to be asking somebody who's very busy running a business you know so it's it's a very difficult process to go through it does make leaders question the way they do business it can often mean quite a big shift for that organization in how it works moving forward and always in a positive way though
0: so here we go the the conversation is about why every good conversation about a business is about the why of the business isn't it and and I know this from my own experience with with you Hannah B Corp got me thinking about the impact that my coaching practice has. That got me thinking about my scale and my reach. That got me thinking about, am I doing something that really counts for the people that I want to reach? And by the way, who is it that I want to reach? All the right questions to propel my business forward financially, but also as a B Corp. So, you know, it's in that question, that why question that everything comes together. Definitely. Just... A tangent for a moment. Smaller businesses out there becoming a B Corp. Is it worth it? Can we make a difference if we're just a small business?
1: Yes, we can. I mean, obviously, we can because it's about everybody making a small difference. I don't know who said it, but I will quote it. We don't need everyone to be a perfect environmentalist. You know, we don't need a million perfect environmentalists. We need a billion imperfect environmentalists. You know, we need everybody to just be making a diff- extra consideration all the time about what impact they're having as an individual and just making those small changes and small choices. And that will be enough to shift things for everybody. And actually, I do think as a small business owner, you can make a huge impact because when you're speaking to other business owners and sharing how you feel and how you approach your business and your best practices and policies and procedures you might be putting into place... You can influence and help educate others in how to do that in their business, and you never know where that's you know that's going to take you.
0: That's uh, that's a beautiful answer. What we need is is a billion imperfect environmentalists. That, that's I, I really like, I really like that. So maybe we'll find out who said it.
1: Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> well done then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well done then hey while i've got you here what's the what's the one thing about working with b corporations and pending b corporations for the last couple of years that you didn't expect
1: oh that's a good question i think people in leadership roles or, or company founders and company owners have very different way in which they kind of view the world i think generally than perhaps mm-hmm. a self-employed person a freelancer or someone that works within an organization in a different level So. It's been fascinating for me to just see how many other people think like me when it comes to how they're trying to approach their work and their business, and in fact, are just looking for some support in taking that action in their organisation.
0: Yeah, and you're right, that is surprising, whether it's a, a brand new fledgling business or big and established and flying when we meet the person at the top, at yeah. the sharp end, if you like, they're unsure. They've got those moments of uncertainty and taking that next step, it's a step into the unknown. And and that's almost universal, as far as I can see, amongst business leaders. And this kind of gets us on to one of your current projects, Better Business Network. Yes. Tell us about Better Business Network.
1: It is my retaliation against going into a business networking event full of people in suits, shoving their business card in my face, speaking to me in a certain way because I'm a woman who's turned up in a band t-shirt with tattoos. So I thought, well, let's create a space where businesses, Mm -hmm. no matter how large or small that take responsibility for the fact that their business has an impact on the world and want to take action on making that as positive as possible, can get together, network, do business together, but also share knowledge and best practice a space where company founders and company owners would access other values driven business owners so business owners that are coming at business from a place of putting their social and environmental impact very high up on the agenda when they were making business decisions then mm-hmm. we wanted to create support and training and development for those businesses who wanted to do better in being able to do better so being able to show businesses how it was possible as an example, to if they don't already pay living wage to all their staff, how that they could get a roadmap in place so that could be possible, how they can create a sustainability policy, or how they can look after their employee well-being, or their own well-being even. So lots of training and development support and resources available for them, and guidance, because I think sustainability is a journey, it's not a destination, everyone's going to start at a different point and everyone's going to need support in different ways. So we've got We've got a really engaged Slack community, which which our business owners love because then they can really have that kind of balance in how they, how they have conversations. We've got a members website where all the tools and resources are available. So you just log in to your membership and you've got access to everything. We've got a weekly newsletter that goes out. We've... All our training and workshops and speed networking, they're all available online. And then we're really hoping in 2022, we're able to start having in-person events in and around the UK as well. So you're able to really just have that quality time meeting people as well. And then we wanted to have this part of it, which was impact giving. So what can we as a group, as a collective, do together to create some really big impact in in what we're doing as an organisation so, that part of our work is partnering with Ecology and 1% for the Planet, donating to high impact nonprofits, working with the environmental law firm Client Earth by supporting the campaigns they're working on. And supporting environmental activists who are doing that amazing on the ground work, who doing these, got these incredible campaigns and incredible projects, but don't have the financial resources, but they've got the voice and they've got the amplification to get it out there and supporting them and doing that as well. So there's lots of support that we offer businesses, but the idea is it allows a business to join us, put that badge to say they're part of the Better Business Network and they're on that journey to increase their impact as an organisation. By default, as we talked about before with the B Corp certification, they will increase their income as well.
0: Okay, fantastic. And when is the next opportunity for people to get involved?
1: So we launched the Better Business Network this year in May, and we had our first cohort of businesses join us. And we've now, at the moment, are recruiting for businesses to join our second cohort until the end of October. We do it in cohorts because we really feel that allows that when all those businesses join together on the same day, there's that accountability and kind of as week, sort of we're all in this together. Let's, let's really start from day one on, on our sustainability journey and, and growing our impact. So the first week of November, which is going to be the first week that all those businesses start to get access to the network, we're running essentially a welcome week, like a freshers week of a tonne of different events which our businesses can pick and choose which they want to go to, what they want to attend, so that they can really delve in and get as much value as they can from our membership. So yeah, we do it in cohorts. We've got cohort two is open now and it's open for applications until the end of the month.
0: So the next cohort... Uh, is being recruited during October. Yes. And where do people head? Is that your, yeah. your website?
1: I don't know how it was still possibly free, but it's thebetterbusiness.network. So it's thebetterbusiness.network. Also feel free to find us on Instagram because we've only just joined super late. So we, we need the love. And <laughs> um, we're also on LinkedIn. That's where we, we find we we communicate with most people on LinkedIn as well. And it's super simple to join. You just go to the join page choose the membership level, which you think is most suitable for you, sign up, no money is going to be taken till the network starts in November. And we're also offering people a 60 day money back guarantee as well, which will take them right until the end of this year. Because again, we were talking about those kind of favourite things about joining, we wanted to make it super simple to join, but also super simple to leave because there's nothing worse than joining something, paying an annual fee and feeling you haven't got value. So for us, it's really important that all our members get tons of value from us. So super simple to join, go to the website, press join, you know, send your application in, and then you'll get everything that you need then. And uh, if you need anything, I'm super easy to get hold of too.
0: Great. Well, I'm sure you're going to count loads of Gritty Leaders Club listeners amongst your membership. and, And I wish that huge success. I'm sure it's going to be big. Before you go, Hannah, you're on the Gritty Leaders Club podcast, so I need to ask you, who is your favorite gritty leader of all time?
1: See uh, right, I will not I will answer this as my favorite gritty leader at the moment because all right yep. I, I used to work in music and it was like if someone asked you what your favorite band was, the, you, know, <laughs> you know the first name that came to my head actually when I got the email from you saying, this is the question I'm going to ask you was Greta Thunberg. And that's not specifically because of the um, amazing work she's doing in climate action, but it's the idea and it's something that I really like to think is that this young child, and I remember being that age and feeling that I had no agency on what was happening in the world at all, Uh you know, Uh and just being a teenager and thinking, well, this is what all the grown-ups are doing. And I just kind of just love the fact that despite that, she has managed to inspire a global movement and there's world leaders making awful comments about how she looks or her behaviour or picking apart anything that she does. And she's still cracking on with her cause, you know, and I, there's just something about that. It just goes to show, it doesn't matter how little influence you think you might have. You are saying earlier about, oh, I'm just a small... Be- business owner doesn't matter about how you feel it matters about showing up doing the work and just keep moving forward on it and she is a true example of somebody who is really just showing up every day educating herself being articulate about the way in which she approaches her arguments and speaking to people and I think that's incredibly admirable and I wish I had that at 37 let alone as a teenager you
0: know. <laughs> yeah she she's fantastic one of my favorites I've got her book yeah and I too. pick it up e- every few weeks it, it's always worth spending five minutes in there but yeah what a what a great choice she's humble she's imperfect she models the way every step every day doesn't she fantastic and this is the first person that pops into your mind. Did you did you have a second?
1: No, because I've had other business leaders that I've I thought I've admired in the past. And then I think as I have evolved myself as a business owner and leader, I've become less enamoured about the kind of financial success of an organization as much as the actual social impact that organisation is doing. And I think, unfortunately, you know, we have these leaders, you know, like Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, and I just think I'm just not getting it. I would probably say I watched the Bill Gates documentary uh, series on Netflix, and I thought that was an incredible series. About once he had all the money, he started to do some amazing stuff with it. But yeah. then, kind of the yep. lead up to that, I wasn't. It was kind of a bit like different. But so I think perhaps Bill Gates, if we were talking about like a more traditional leader.
0: Well, I think that's a great place to finish. And with some of those names, how. They did business, they became incredibly wealthy and now they've done a tremendous amount of good. But B Corporations and what you do is not about that. It's about doing better business for the people and uh, the places around us, planet today. And guess what? We grow up to 20 times quicker by doing business in that way. So maybe this is the way to go now. Exactly. All right, Hannah, thank you for hanging out with us. Tell us again, what's the website address to sign up for the Better Business Network?
1: So the website is thebetterbusiness.network. Super easy to sign up there. But if anyone has any issues, I'm on literally all social channels at stop get in touch or if you just want to ask any questions or want to delve deeper into like what we're offering then feel free to reach out i'm always happy to have a chat
0: okay great thank you i will see you next in the better business network and hey folks uh you know where to go for the better business network uh, if you do have any trouble finding hannah email me ben at and we'll see you back here in two or three weeks time for our next podcast
1: thank you ben